to entertain you, we'll sing your songs. Hey there, are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. We're making an ad. Napping yeah. ads. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm-hmm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Wait, is Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. How you doing, BJ? Hey, how's it going, Matt? Good. I think we have a, a couple friends in common. I've I've heard specifically uh, Jason oh, Trost. Oh, I love J Tro. That's my boy. Yeah, J Tro. He's he's. We've been uh, I'm part of the Geekscape Network, but we've been support, oh. supporting J Tro from like the second we saw the short of FP, and just he spoke oh. very highly of you. He's like, you've got to talk to BJ. Yeah, he's I love Jason. He's like, he's like one of my best buddies and, and he he's like he's he's my good luck charm and things. That's why we have him in the movie. Yeah, he is. I got very excited to see him. We yeah. uh, and it's so funny. I, I do. Uh, we're here with horror movie night. Uh, one of our newest co-hosts is a filmmaker, Kyle Kuthka. And when I told him that oh, we yeah. were that. doing this, he goes, oh, my God, BJ's the fucking man. <laughs> like, so I've heard uh-huh. multiple sources, great things. So I went into this movie with even higher expectations than before. And it still exceeded my expectations. What a great fucking movie. I absolutely yeah, yeah. loved it. I um, love that. That's- that's all I want to hear. I hope everybody has. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to, I, I do want to be vague with the movie a little bit. I want people to go in and be surprised, but yeah. I got to ask, how did you get pulled into doing a movie for the Foo Fighters, essentially? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I had previously worked on some ideas, movie ideas with the um, with these two producers, John Ramsey and Jim Rhoda, who also work with Dave. He, they did like Sonic Highways and that yeah. stuff. Um, and you know, basically Dave got this idea to make this horror film and he went to the guys and was like, Hey, you know, like, I want to do this movie. What do you think? And, you know, he didn't want to direct it. He wanted, you know, he was just looking for a director that like had experience. I think he knew about my Slayer videos and had seen them. Um, and the guys knew I did that. So they called me and said, Hey, let's, we're going to send you Dave's pitch of what he wants to do. Take a look and then let's meet up. Okay. 
they sent me the pitch. I looked at it. I said, oh, this is cool, but I think it could do some more. So I made a lookbook of things I wanted to add to it. Then we set up the meeting with Dave and I showed up with the lookbook, kind of went off on like the ideas, what like what I wanted to do with the movie, what his idea was and like what I thought would elevate it. Um, and we hit it off like champs and, and away we went. That's really how it all came about. <laughs> the way that I'm going to tell people about this movie that especially the listeners of our podcast are going to understand. And I hope that you take this as the compliment that I mean for it. But this mm-hmm. is like a high budget rock and roll nightmare. Like I watch this movie and I'm like, this is this is so rock and roll nightmare. And, and you know, as a as a longtime Foo Fighters fan, the fact that the songs and the music in this feels more probot just right. screams to me like, dude, everybody involved with this clearly has a passion for that 80s satanic panic, heavy metal horror time frame of, you know, when it felt like every year there was like four of them coming out <laughs> of like yeah. Black Roses, Rocktober Blood. Like it's got that vibe in not just the the story and the imagery, but the sound. It's like this is yeah. this is them capturing that 80s heavy metal satanic music sound and i i love i was like my jaw was on the floor half this movie by how perfectly you hit those those beats and that homage in a modern way you know <laughs> like yeah. yeah i mean and, and yeah i mean thank you for that you take that as a compliment i think it's amazing um i i really set off to make this movie you know with dave i I did like when we talked about the music, what the song was going to be, it's like, well, it needs to be something darker, you know, it needs to be a little bit more of like, you know, not so Foo Fighters song. It's more of like, you know, a more of an evil kind of a song. And it, <laughs> and it just kind of would go off the rails from, from like, you know, stoner rock style sound to like punk rock to black metal, you know, to like an acoustic jam all of a sudden. And it just kind of went all over the place, which I really enjoyed. And we kind of like played with that in a bit. Um, so we were really having fun with the way the song was going to be. And then, and just like, you know, like the old movies like that, like remember trick or treat. I used to love that. Movie. Of course, trick or treat. Um, I mean, fast. It gave us fast way. Actually, <laughs> I have, I have the action. That's figure. amazing. A Sammy Kerr action figure for the people listening. Yeah. Fucking yeah, amazing. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. I, I mean, how, how do you not love a, a, heavy metal horror film where all of the music is performed by a super group of motorhead UFO and flogging Molly question mark. Like there you go. <laughs> perfect, perfect mixture. Yes, so we, absolutely. We, we went full more with it. So we were very happy with what we, what we ended up doing. You well, know? and then the other thing that, you know, I, I texted my, my friends in horror movie night. I was like, dude, first minute of this movie is gorier than I thought that this film was ever going to be. And then I'm like, oh, it's the guy who did Hatchet 3. Of course we're going to get blood splattered everywhere. This is such a fantastically, delightfully violent movie on top of it being a fun heavy metal horror. Was that was that kind of your influence or was that something Dave was looking for as well? Was like he wanted this to be hard R, undeniable splatter horror film. We never had any idea of making a PG movie. Yeah. It was all, we're going to make a hard R movie. I mean, we always set out to make something that was a throwback to the 80s horror films. Um, and practical effects, for the most part, what we could do practically, we always tried to make sure that that was the way we went. Uh, we never, ever thought we were going to make anything that we just kind of, you know, made it very, oh, well, don't show that or don't show this. No, let's show it. Let's go full bore. Yeah. You know, let's go Let's go Friday the 13th. Let's go Halloween. Let's go with these Nightmare on Elm Street kind of things, Evil Dead. You know, don't don't cheap it out. You know, no. and that's, 
know, it's funny you mentioned the opening of the movie and that's, that was a big thing that I wanted. I wanted, you know, people see they're going to go see a Foo Fighters movie. A lot of people go, okay, I, I love their videos. You know, I wanted to open this movie like dark. Yeah. Like I wanted to set a tone in the beginning of the movie and then all of a sudden flip that tone when you, the, in the next scenes that you get, and then just kind of watch this whole movie kind of go back and forth with these things and mix it all together. And, you know, I thought that was like the best way to do it. Honestly, the first cut of the movie, that scene in the opening was, it's about 10 minutes long and it was gnarly <laughs> and well, I had to trim it down. <laughs> well, like, cause I can walk you through even my thought process watching it is like, you're going into this as you know, it's being advertised as like the Foo Fighters horror movie. So you're kind of going into it with like, okay, this is what I think is going to happen. And I see yeah. everything happening. I see the hammer in the hand. I'm like, okay, we're probably going to get a swing of the hammer. And then it'll maybe like jump cut to the, 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 the credits and, and move to somewhere else, and we'll get the real gore later on in the movie. Yeah. And then I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> like, And it yeah. just, and you're just sitting there watching it get worse and worse and worse. And you're like, okay, yeah. they're going all out right out the gate. Oh, Fucking yeah. amazing. <laughs> I want to open up and letting people know that they're about to go into a ride. We wanted to be, we wanted everybody to get on this roller coaster. And as soon as that belt comes down, you can't get off. No. And it takes. That was the goal, you know, from the, from that opening sequence. And like I said, it used to be worse. Yeah. And you know what, though? And that's also like you hate to say it like this, but it's also the people that this movie's not for will figure it out within the first minute of this movie. If this is if this yeah. is what they thought they were signing up for or not. And I think the people who are coming to it because they just want a good gnarly horror film. Whew, yeah. You've got them locked and loaded for the next hour and 45 minutes. They, they ain't going anywhere at that point yeah and we wanted to make this just not like i said a, a ride we wanted to you know we wanted to make sure that foo fighters fans were happy with what they got to see and a lot of them will because they get to see the, the guys play yeah. themselves and they get to, they actually get to see who these guys really all are you know and and uh and then it just goes you know with the horror stuff i mean look everybody can close their eyes <laughs> if, they're, if they're if they're sensitive um but you know all in all it's just all in good fun none of it you know you're not going to a movie that's that's trying to give you like a crazy like lesson. You know, you're going to have fun with this movie. And that's what that's what we set out to do. Well, and then you bring in so many impressive comedians, specifically ones that have some nice improv background. So it does make me wonder when you have these scenes where you do have like a Jeff Garland or you have a Will Forte or or a Whitney Cummings. Did you kind of give them an opportunity with I mean, it would make sense you're bringing in people who have been doing improv and comedy for their however many years did you let them kind of get a little loose and go wild on their scenes or were they like stuck to a very specific script to hit certain beats no you know and the thing is with bringing in people and i i gotta say like even with the guys uh i wanted people to be able to feel comfortable with what they were doing as long as we didn't go off scripts off of like topic yeah you know cause we gotta make a movie we can't let like all of a sudden you know they they join the military and take off somewhere in this weird script <laughs> because they said something you know i wanted everybody to basically be who they were you know i told the guys all the all the foos i said here's our script guys you know we have a template we have to keep we have to keep on course and we have to you know we have to feel what's going on and, and keep the vibe of what's happening on the scenes i said but honestly i want to hear what you guys would say in this situation please yeah you guys say what you would say because more than likely it's going to be funnier and it's going to be amazing to see what you guys would actually do. So I let them kind of go straight up, like, you know, let them just improv the hell out of it. Um, and that was with everybody else to answer your question. You know, we let, 
you know, we had a script, but we'd go improv. We'd let people do their thing and, and, and see what they would do. And, and uh, it was, to me, I think you get a lot of, you know, I come from that world also where I, I was a camera operator on the neighbors movies. Uh, I was, yeah. you know, and, and like, you know, uh, pop star and, and, and some of those kind of films. And a lot of times I would watch what those guys would do and let the improv play out and you get hilarious stuff. And then you just start throwing things at him if you want to and see, <laughs> see what they do. So improv is a big thing. As it, I as I think it should be when you're especially when you're bringing in people who like this is their this is what they were trained on doing is thinking yeah. on their feet why 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 cut that off at its legs even if it yeah, is a hard movie <laughs> like, yeah, let, let them go wild you know and that's and and you're gonna get great stuff you know that's their world so I mean I'm not saying because people haven't seen this by the time it comes out but I'm not saying that anyone in the band dies but if they were to die did the band have any input on how they wanted their ultimate demises to be or was that fully in your hands to decide we basically i mean that's the thing you know when it comes down to script writing and doing doing these things we basically came up with ideas of how we wanted certain kills and things to be because you you know you gotta you gotta allow time for the shop and 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 the the behind the scenes special effects people build the what we're gonna do um, so we did, we did talk about that with Dave and, and Tony Gardner and, and, and uh, came up with the ideas of like what was going to happen with certain people and how things were going to be. So we had our plan together. Um, yeah. So it was really, it was really just kind of like, I would say me, Dave and oh, Tony. Oh, okay. And I'm, obviously I wasn't saying like on the set, but like, like I wasn't sure if you brought them in. I was like, all right, if you could die anyway, how, how would you choose it? <laughs> I will say that the one thing is, is, is Pat's outfit that he has in the movie. That was his one request is that he wanted to look, and I don't know what character it is. I always mean to look it up, but it was like, it's a Sopranos character. So he wanted that, he wanted a certain <laughs> jumpsuit. <laughs> That and we got that makes a lot more sense because I Pat is definitely dressed interestingly through uh, through the movie compared to how I think of Pat Schmier. So oh, we, we, we we dress Pat accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that the movie's great. I can't wait for other people to see it and start having those conversations. Where are people going to be able to see this movie? Obviously, we're in a very interesting time in the world still when it comes to releasing so what's the best way for people to check out this film you know i mean in, in the fun way of seeing it obviously we're, it's going to theaters first you know and that's you know the theater experience is amazing for everybody because everyone can yell and scream and get you know it's as a theater experience should be yeah um and that's where it's first going to go um but obviously people aren't going to be comfortable going to the theater to see it and they're going to be waiting i'm sure at some point it's going to come out to a bod or or Amazon Prime or somewhere where you can actually do like an early release, like viewing of it, where you just get your friends, invite everybody over, and then you have it fun in your house, you know, but it just depends because the times are weird right now and it's up to everybody's comfort level. And I, you know, obviously I want everybody to feel safe when they go see a movie. Yeah. So if you're feeling safe, go see it in the theaters on February 25th. You're going to be screaming, hooting and hollering. I probably, if I can get some people to go with me, we'll go see this a second time in theaters because uh, I love man, that. Does a mo- this movie screams like late night horror audience just losing their minds for two straight hours? Like it is, you're gonna enjoy your time in the theater with this. But if you don't, <laughs> go ahead and get the VOD, crack open a case of beer, order a pizza, and have a really great evening with your friends. A hundred percent. You know, like I said, safety. Make sure everybody's comfortable. No yes. forcing it, but have fun. Main thing. Everybody have fun. It's a fun movie. That is the best way to describe it. It is a fun 
fun movie. Thank you so much, BJ, for coming and hanging out with us for a little bit, talking about the movie. Guys, like I said, February 25th, it's hitting theaters. Do not miss out on this. We're making an ad. Napping ads. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm -hmm. He listens to the podcast every week. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The <laughs> Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the That's ad. The ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. It is going to be a great time. We're here to entertain you. We'll sing your songs. Hey there. Are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing along. We're making an ad. Napping ads. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. (laughs) So um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.